Amen. Well, it's good to be in the house of the Lord. Good to be at Canaan Baptist Church tonight. Appreciate all the prayers and uh, appreciate all those that told me they were praying for me. I have had a love for this church for a long time. I got saved in 1965 and uh, right next door at uh, the in the Aether building. And I got saved because my wife and my mother had invite, told the preacher to come visit me. And I was building a house right up the road, not far from here. And uh, he came and talked to me about visiting the church. And uh, I told him I was too busy, I didn't have time. And uh, before he left, he got down on his knees in my kitchen floor and prayed. And God put me under conviction. And two weeks later, I was standing in the back of that church on the back row. And when the invitation was given after uh, Brother William Mather got through preaching and the invitation was given, I stepped out into the aisle. And uh, I've told this a lot. I, I hadn't had a whole lot of people to ask me to tell my testimony, but I appreciate the opportunity. And I've told it a lot of times when people didn't ask me. But uh, I stepped out in the aisle, started down the aisle, and before I got to the altar, God saved me. And the reason I know that is that uh, I don't remember a whole lot about what the preacher said. Don't remember much about what I said. But I got up that Sunday morning and walked out the back doors of that church, and I've never been the same since. I mean, God done something in my life. He changed me. I read what the Apostle Paul said over in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse number 17. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away and behold, all things have become new. That happened to me that Sunday morning. I don't know uh, how, I, uh, only, only I know that God loved me and didn't want me to go to hell and save me by his marvelous grace. And I've, uh, I tell, tell people all the time, I hadn't been all I should have been in the last 50-something years, but I've never been the same as I was that morning when I walked out of that church. And I appreciate what God has done in my heart and in my life. I was thinking this afternoon about, uh, since I've been visiting here at Canaan uh, for the past few months, I just appreciate every time I walk in this church and they, are, they start playing the piano and they, they start playing a, a song. And, and of course, most of them are encouraging to my heart. But, I, but one of the songs I think about quite often is that, and then we, we start uh, singing that song. Sometimes we sing it in the beginning, sometimes at the end of the service. But the song says, I'm so glad that Jesus loves me. I'm so glad that he loves even me. And when I was lost in sin and walking in uh, the opposite direction from what God wanted me to go, God loved me. He saved me by his marvelous grace. And what a joy it's been and what a joy it is to realize tonight that God loves me. I mean, I'm glad he loves you tonight. I'm glad he loved all the saints of old that we read about in the Old Testament. But I'm glad he loved me tonight. 
and uh, forgave me of my sin. I'm glad for what the psalmist said in Psalm chapter 23. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. Uh, he's a shepherd to all those that have been saved, but I'm glad he's my shepherd tonight. And he leads me and guides me and fee, uh, feeds me with his uh, precious word. And I'm glad I, I told somebody in Sunday school this morning, Brother uh, Robbie was teaching and uh, I, I said something. Uh, I said, no matter what I do this coming week, Monday, Friday, uh, Monday through Friday, Saturday, uh, the most important thing I will do is what I do today in God's house. Come together with uh, people that love God and want to worship God. And that's my desire uh, every week is to come to God's house and to worship Him in spirit and in truth. And what a privilege that is. Could I ask you tonight to turn your Bibles to the book of 1 Timothy chapter number 1? And I want to read a few verses in this uh, chapter tonight. And I want to look at what the Apostle Paul uh, says here, something that encouraged my heart as I was reading it this past week. If you have found your place, would you stand with us? 1 Timothy chapter number 1 and verse number 1. The Apostle Paul said, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the commandment of God, our Savior, and the Lord Jesus Christ, which is our hope. Unto Timothy, my own son in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and Jesus Christ our Lord, as I besought thee to abide at Ephesus when I went into Macedonia, that thou mightest uh, charge some that they teach no other doctrine, neither give heeds to fables and endless genealogy, uh, which minister questions rather than godly edifying, which is in faith, so do. Now the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and of a faith unfringed, from which some, having swerved, have turned aside under vain janglings, desiring to be teachers of the uh, uh, law and understanding neither what they teach, say nor whereof they affirm. But we know that we know the law, uh, that the law is good if a man use it lawfully, knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous man, but for the lawless and the disobedient, for the ungodly, for the sinners, for unholy and profane, for murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers, for manslayers, for whoremongers, for them that defile themselves with mankind, for men stealers, for liars, for perjured persons. And if there be any other thing that is contrary uh, to the sound, to sound doctrine, according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed under my trust. Notice what he said in verse number 11. Paul said, according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed under my trust. Paul called the gospel glorious. Uh, you can look in the New Testament and uh, close to 100 times is the word gospel mentioned. The word gospel means good news. And uh, the Bible said in uh, Proverbs chapter 25 and verse number 25, as cold waters to a thirsty soul, so is the good news from a far country. 
It was good news to the nation of Israel when uh, they heard in Isaiah chapter uh, 9 and verse number 7, Isaiah said, Unto us a son is born. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. Amen. It was good news to the nation of Israel again in, in Matthew chapter 1, verse number 21, uh, when the Bible said, uh, He shall send forth a son. And uh, that son is going to uh, birth us into the family of God. If we, if we accept him, receive him into our heart, uh, that we'll become a part of the family of God. And it's good news tonight to every one of us that have been born into the family of God. And I praise God for the good news tonight. Paul called it the glorious gospel. Now, I didn't, I didn't talk to the choir tonight about singing that first song that they sung, uh, but they were singing about this gospel that Paul is talking about. Uh, go ahead and be seated. I'm, I'm, uh, uh, but anyway, he, uh, Paul said, uh, the gospel is glorious. And if it, it was glorious, I, I, I looked through the Bible and I, I saw the Old Testament uh, saints that it was glorious to uh, Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. It was glorious to um, uh, all the Old Testament uh, saints of God. And it was even glorious to the, uh, uh, to, uh, uh, the Psalmist David. Uh, David said, uh, the gospel is, is glorious. Well, let me, let me just turn and, and, uh, and recite, uh, read something that the Psalmist said in, in uh, Psalms chapter number one. I mean, most of you uh, could, could quote this uh, verse by heart. But the psalmist said in, in Psalm chapter number one, he said, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of ungodly, uh, uh, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he, did, uh, in his law doth he meditate day and night. You know what amazes me about the uh, reading about the psalmist? He only had the first five books of the Bible and he delighted in it. Uh, we've got the entire Bible and it's hard for us to get excited sometimes about the word of God. I mean, you can open this book anywhere uh, you want to and God speak to your heart and uh, you get excited about what God is saying and what God has done uh, in your heart and in, in your, your life. And... Uh, uh, the Apostle Paul said in 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse number 11, he said the gospel is glorious. It's glorious in so many ways. He said, first of all, it's glorious in its revelation. He said, he said God's given us a book. And I'm glad when I, when I got saved and uh, or realized that uh, how glorious this gospel was, that uh, uh, God, was, God was speaking uh, not only to the Old Testament saints, not only to uh, King David, but he spoke, was speaking to my heart and showing me how glorious the gospel was. It's a power of God unto salvation, not only to the Jew, but he said also to the Greek. And, uh, and uh, uh, God's word is, uh, is uh, powerful in the fact that uh, it saves us from a place called hell and give us, gives us the opportunity 
uh, and the privilege to be a part of the family of God. I thought about uh, somebody said, uh, uh, if I get saved, where do I start uh, reading? Where do I start uh, reading in the, in the gospel? Well, or, or in, in God's word. Uh, one, place, one good place to start is Genesis chapter 1. Because the Bible said in the beginning was God. And God created the heavens and the earth. Uh, I, I thought about there are a lot of churches that uh, never preach from the Old Testament. I appreciate the message that uh, was preached this morning by Brother Levy preached from the Old Testament. Uh, some people never, uh, some people sit in church and never hear a message from the Old Testament. Uh, but uh, if you don't start in the beginning, you might not wind up right in the end. And when you start with God is a, is a good place to start. He's the one that started it. And the Bible said he, he's the author and the finisher. He's the, he's the one that started. He's the one that's going to, going to finish. And if you and I walk with him, uh, who was it? In the Old Testament, in uh, Genesis chapter 5, verse number 24, the Bible said Enoch walked with God and he was not, for the Lord took him. He walked a long time with God before you and I, uh, a long, lot longer than you and I are going to be able to walk. But the, the, the privilege tonight is that you and I can walk with him. And he's promised to walk with us. He's promised to go with us even to the end of the age. And uh, I'm glad that uh, we have uh, uh, the revelation of the, the gospel uh, that's given to us. But I'm glad tonight that uh, not only do, do we see the manifestation of God in this, uh, this book. You see, this King James Bible is the inspired, inerrant, infallible Word of God. Amen. God speaking. You see, when, when someone opens this book and uh, reads what what's God said in, in there, uh, they're not telling you what they think or what they say. They're telling you what God said. And God said, I'll be with you always, even uh, to the end of the age. But I'm glad tonight that, that not only is it manifested to us through the word of, word of God, uh, it's uh, manifested to us through the message of the man of God. Every Sunday, uh, we can come here on Sunday morning, Sunday night, and uh, Brother Ingram stands up and uh, preaches uh, uh, to our heart. And what, what, what uh, saddens me is so often he'll, he'll invite folks that if they don't know Christ to raise their hand and then he gives an invitation. They, some people will raise their hand, but then they won't move in the invitation. Won't allow God to move into their heart and into their life to change them from a hell-bound sinner to a heaven-bound saint. And what a privilege that is tonight, uh, that God loves even me. Uh, when I was dead in trespasses and sin, the Bible said in the book of Ephesians, chapter two, verse number one, ye hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin. A lot of people don't know uh, that they're dead in sin. I existed 25 years in this world before God saved me. Uh, but uh, he was gracious to me and uh, he allowed me to come and uh, to be saved by his uh, marvelous grace. And you see, we 
Uh, the, the gospel is glorious because of its revelation that he gives us in his word. It's glorious because the man of God stands and preaches to our heart and uh, tells us what God expects of us and uh, what, what we can have by trusting him and walking with him. And uh, uh, it's, it's not only glorious because of the manifestation, glorious because of the message. It's glorious because of the uh, inspiration and uh, because the Holy Spirit of God draws men to Christ. The Bible said without uh, the Holy Spirit drawing you, you will not uh, come to Christ. Now, I'm glad that the Holy Spirit convicts uh, men's heart and draws them uh, to the Lord Jesus Christ. What a privilege it is uh, to be drawn by him. The Bible said in, in 1 Corinthians chapter number 15 and uh, verse, uh, verse number one through verse number four. If I can uh, get there. Uh, he said in 1 Corinthians chapter number 15 and uh, verse number one, Paul said, Moreover, brethren, I, I declare unto you the gospel which was preached unto you, which uh, also we have received and wherein we stand, by which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I have preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the scripture, and that he was buried and uh, that he rose again, the third day according to the scriptures. You see, if we believe that, uh, the Bible said if you believe that Jesus Christ died and rose again, uh, he said if you put your faith and trust in him, you can be saved. It doesn't matter what you've done, where you've been, or who you are. God can save you by his marvelous grace. And what a joy it is tonight to be a part of God's family and a part of uh, what God is doing and, and uh, what a privilege it is tonight just to know him. First Corinthians, uh, second Corinthians it is chapter four and verse number one. He said, therefore, uh, seeing we have this ministry uh, as we have re received mercy, we faint not, but have, uh, uh, we have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commendeth ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it's hid to them that are lost, in whom the, the God of this world hath blinded the minds and them which believe not, lest, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto you. Brother Ingram preached last uh, Sunday night about how important it is to tell somebody about what Jesus has done and what Jesus will do for them uh, if, they, uh, uh, if God has saved you by your marvelous grace, uh, he, his marvelous grace. You should not uh, keep the gospel hid. You should uh, uh, tell somebody about how great God is and how wonderful he is. And uh, Acts uh, the book of Acts, uh, the Bible tells us that the message of God uh, is revealed 
And uh, the message of God uh, not only is revealed, it needs to be received. Uh, you see, the only way you can get into heaven is to receive Christ Jesus. A lot of people out in this world today are searching for peace, not realizing there's only one way to get peace. It's a peace of God that passes all understanding. Jesus said in Matthew or, or in uh, the Gospel of John chapter 14 and verse number 27, Jesus said, I give unto you peace, not as the world give it, give I unto you, but the peace of God. Isaiah chapter 26 and verse uh, number four the Bible said, "He will, thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee." People are looking for peace today, but they're looking in the wrong place. First, uh, uh, the psalmist said in Psalm one nineteen, verse one sixty five, "Great peace have they who love thy law, and nothing shall offend them." We live in a world today where people get offended at everything. I mean, they get offended at the least little thing. But God said, if you've got the peace of God in your heart, uh, if you realize that he's the peace, that you receive him, and uh, peace is a gift from God. Uh, you don't work for it. You don't, uh, you don't try to conjure it up. You simply come to the peace giver who is the Lord Jesus Christ. And what a privilege it is uh, uh, to know what Paul is saying in this verse. The, the gospel is glorious in its revelation. It's glorious in its uh, manifestation. Uh, it's glorious in uh, all the aspects we can think of it. Paul said in the, the book of Philippians chapter number one and verse number 21, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Amen. Paul said I'm going to live for Christ all the rest of my from the day that Paul was saved on the road to Damascus in Acts chapter number nine, when Paul said, Lord, what will thou have me to do? And walked with God from that day forward and said, Lord, I want to live for you. And then when I die, I just want to go with you and live for eternity, forever in a place called heaven. Thanks God for his glorious peace. Thank God for his uh, mighty peace that uh, he gives to those uh, that put their faith and their trust in him. I'm glad that the gospel was glorious to the apostle Paul, but I'm glad the gospel is glorious to me. Amen. Could I ask you a question tonight? How glorious is the gospel to you? Is it glorious enough to get up and read about it on Monday morning after you've been to service? Some folks come to, come to church and they never, uh, never stop to look what God said. All, all they know is what they hear uh, sometimes from the pulpit. There, there are many, uh, many churches that uh, fail to preach this glory of, glorious gospel. That's uh, glorious in its revelation. It's glorious in its regeneration. And it's glorious in its representation. Paul said, what I'm doing here, I'm doing for God. And what I'm doing here, I'm going to do when I leave here. I'm going to glorify him Amen. all the rest of my, uh, my days. 
He said, he said it's, he's worthy of all the he, honor and praise and glory we could heap upon his name. And you and I need to be uh, busy today like the apostle Paul was. And like Jesus told us to be in Matthew chapter uh, 28, in verse 19 and 20, when he said, go ye in all the world and preach the gospel, present the gospel. He's not just talking to preachers and deacons and Sunday school teachers. He's talking to every one of us that have been saved. You see, every one of us have a story to tell. Brother Ingham was preaching about that last uh, Sunday night. It's, it's not somebody else's story. I can't tell your story. I can only tell what God has done for me. And what a privilege that is. Uh, I, I gave a tract to a man last week. And uh, he said, uh, I don't need this. I'm a Catholic. He said, uh, I'm 100% Catholic. He said, no, maybe I'm 1,000% Catholic. And I thought... Uh, I wonder how uh, much percent you are assured that you'll get to heaven when you die. You see, we need to be sure tonight that we, when we leave here, we're going to heaven because we don't know when the time will come. One of these days, God will call our number and it may be today. It may be tomorrow, but God is going to call our number. We need to be sure that we're ready. Are you sure tonight that if God called you, that you'd be ready to stand before him? I realize tonight that every one of us are going to have regrets when we stand before him. But if we're not saved, we'll spend eternity. Those that are not saved will spend eternity separated forever from God. That rich man that died and went to hell, the Bible said, uh, he cried that Lazarus, that God would send Lazarus to dip his finger in water and touch his tongue, for he was tormented. And that ought to burden our hearts tonight to do all that we can to point folks to the Lamb of God. John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness. They asked John, John, are you the Christ? He said, no. Are you one of the, one of the uh, uh, prophets that God sent? He said, no. They said, who are you, John? He said, I'm just a voice crying in the wilderness, pointing me into the Lamb of God. Behold, here comes the Lamb of God. And you and I need to be doing the same thing today, pointing folks to Jesus Christ, for he is the only hope. He is the only help that this world has. And if you're lost here tonight, God is saying, come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. God wants to save you. God is willing to save you. God is ready. More, more than you need to be saved, God wants to save you. And I trust tonight that you would not leave this house without knowing for sure that you'll spend eternity with God. Let's pray. Our Father, we are thankful tonight for your amazing grace. What we think about the man that wrote that song, Amazing Grace, a wicked man 
Lord, that uh, was trafficking slaves. And he bragged and boasted about the fact that he could walk from one end of his ship to the other, John Newton. And never his feet never touched the floor of that ship. But one day, the grace of God moved into his heart and he got saved. Wrote that song, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I once was blind, but now I see. Lord, I pray that you'll do in every heart in every life in this building tonight, what needs to be done. Save those uh, that may be here lost. Lord, I pray you draw each one of us nearer to the cross. You said if we draw nigh to you, you will draw nigh to us. Lord, I pray you'd help us to do that tonight. And we'll thank you. And we'll praise you for all you do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.